We just want to welcome you to the podcast of Metro Fellowship in DeSoto, Texas. We are a dynamic and growing church right outside of Dallas. And we invite you, any point, drop in, visit us, connect with us on our website, metrosouthwinds.org. But today, we just want to have a chat. We want to share some time with you and hope that you really see our mission here, that we are all better together. We call our podcast Together. And our mission at Metro Fellowship is All Together Now. Join me as we welcome Pastor Sharon Lewis. And today is Mother's Day, so we're talking about uh, the blessings that God has for you today, how much He loves you, what He wants to use you in His kingdom to do, to pursue, to go after, and to believe for, because guess what? He wants to use you. Since the very beginning of time when he made Eve, he said it's not good for a man to be by himself. That means you're filling a pretty big gap. Amen? And then that the Lord would bring us through all the things that women have gone through, you know, from the very beginning to the last days, the transitions, because this is a transformation that God is doing. He is, is working in our heart and taking us past things that the enemy has thrown our way and, and hurt us in. If it hasn't been the, the failure that we have ourselves, it's probably the failure of a mother that we had or, the, or maybe the absence or whatever. God has stirred up our emotions in every kind of way because why? He's bringing us to the final stage as a judge. <laughs> You've heard about uh, Deborah in the Old Testament being a judge. God is bringing his whole church to the place of reigning with him as kings and priests. And if you've experienced it, then you're capable of judging it, right? And God is uh, faithful to perform his word. You know, Eve was deceived. Has, has anybody here ever been deceived before? She was deceived. Satan is the father of lies, and he used those, that as one of his main tools. He will manipulate and twist and, and try to approach you in a way that you just buy in lock, stock, and barrel. You know, I, I've seen on coffee tables so many times, uh, people magazines, you know what I'm talking about? They've got every kind of story, every kind of outfit, every kind of popular thing there is in there to let you know what's important in life. And, and here they are sitting on coffee tables where the Bible ought to be to tell you what the real truth is, what the real importance is. And a mother who's close to God 
will be telling her children those things instead of fame and fortune, instead of popularity, instead of being beautiful according to man. He, God wants his children to know that the kingdom is at hand and that they can believe him and his word and grow up as mighty people in the kingdom of God. You know, we don't stand up here before the people in our uh, uh, glorious attire because that's not, that's not the message today. The message today is, will you give your heart to Jesus? Will you sign up to be in his army? Will you go forth and bid his call? We are close to the end of time, and God is dealing with our hearts every day about what our role is, what our part is, what our prayer is to be. We, we have been blamed with things as women. Uh, you know, right off the bat, first thing, Adam blamed her. You know, and so... You know, what does that bring on? That brings rejection. Do you think that builds you up to want to pat him on the back? <laughs> no, when, you, when you're blamed for things instead of partnered in things, you know, we have to come together. It's great for us to assemble ourselves together all the more the closer we get to the end of time because we give each other balance. We say, no, you're not to blame. That was because of a deception that was because of a lie that the enemy is bringing to to separate us from one another just like this quarantine you know the it is a tool of the enemy to keep us from uh, working together for the kingdom of God but you know what uh, it's good, too, because we're getting closer to God. Who do we have to talk to now? I talk to him quite a bit and, and read his word. It's powerful, and it's good. So we have to be committed <clears throat> to meet his needs, to think of our covenant, that he, the covenant meal that we had with him, that what he did for us now, what are we going to do for him? So our commitment is a powerful tool in the kingdom of heaven. And we turn it to our God. A, a mother commits to God for her children. There's a time in her life <clears throat> after she's raised them out of the word of God, the true things that are important and necessary for life, then <clears throat> there's a time when she has to turn loose of them and see what they'll do. They, they go their own way. They become smarter than her. They're always telling her what she needs to do. But, uh, you know, it, you just go right back, make the whole circle right back to, well, you know, if it wasn't for God, I couldn't do anything. <clears throat> and so God's, God's word is true, and he loves us. And I, will, I want to share about what God has done for women down through the times. You know, the, there's scripture in the Bible that says a woman is to uh, submit to her husband completely. 
And when I was reading the footnotes of an, a translator, he said that this particular scripture in, in, I believe, in Ephesians, anyway, that this particular scripture is one of the hardest to translate out of all the scriptures in the Bible because, you know, we know about the judge. We know about uh, all the things that women did. The woman who nailed the, the Syrian army head to the tent floor and all the ways that God used women and, and when he walked on the face of the earth, how that he went and ministered to them and his heart was full of passion for them. And so in all of that, God was restoring a woman to be uh, 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 equal to her husband and, and work together and, and to her mate. And so God is doing those things for us. I want to read in Psalms, uh, the first uh, chapter one. It says, uh, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am. Meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted in the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked, for they are as the dust in the wind, Driven away to destruction, the wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in the truth. <clears throat> you know, God loves uh, his people, He and he has a plan for us. He's got... He's got uh, word for us. He is the great I am. He's the one that we follow after. But uh, the wicked, the wicked, and the wicked are the twisted ones who plan to do evil. He will not support them in the last day. There's no support. And so God is bringing us to to uh, uh, attention in these days to go and do what he's called us to do. In Luke chapter 7 and verse 11, uh, Jesus was beginning his ministry. He had just recently came out of the 40 days of fasting, and uh, he started teaching in parables and likenesses of things that we go through, kind of like the Ladies on, on Thursday night talk, late night talk. We go through things and we, we uh, uh, use them to encourage one another and talk and bring peace. But 
Jesus walked into uh, a town in the village of Nain. He went on a, a journey, and he had his disciples following him. There was a massive crowd there following him along with his disciples. And in verse 12, he, he says, As he approached the village, he met a multitude of people in a funeral possession who were mourning as they carried the body of a young man to the cemetery. The boy was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. When the Lord saw the grieving mother, his heart broke for her. With great tenderness, he said to her, Please don't cry. Then he stepped up to the coffin, and he touched it. When the pallbearers came to a halt, then he spoke and he said to the corpse, Young man, I say to you, arise and live. Immediately, the young man moved, sat up, and spoke to those nearby. Jesus presented the son to his mother alive. A tremendous sense of holy mystery swept over the crowds as they witnessed this miracle of resurrection. They shouted praises to God, saying, God himself has visited us to bless this people. A great prophet has appeared among us. The news of Jesus and his miracle raced throughout Judea and the entire surrounding region. You know what we saw in Jesus here was his passion for a woman. His passion for a woman. And not just a woman. His heart was moved to meet her need. And as women today, the passion in our heart and the things that we go through, know that God's heart is moved for you in a greater way than you can imagine. What things are, are there that you go through with your children, whether they are young or old. And a woman is designed to bear children, and they know these children from the moment they're conceived, in most cases. And she cares for that child even before she knows his name, she talks to that child. She starts imagining all the things. Some of it's wondrous and some of it's fearful of what lays ahead in her life. But God designed her specifically for this purpose. You don't have to wonder what is God's will for me, ladies. You know what God's will is. From the very moment he made the temple that he wants to dwell inside with you, that you uh, habitate. God made you a mother, and mothers are very special in his, in his kingdom. Very special. He knows that her heart is with that child who is helpless, who is totally at the mercy of that mother that will live or die. Because even after it's born, it can be left to die by itself because there's no way it can feed itself. There's no way that it can 
survive the things in life without a mother. You know, it needs that care and that love and that touch and that song that comes from what the mother's beautiful voice, no, from the mother's beautiful heart. And, and to know that she is the one who cares for it. Even God put his son, his seed in a mother's hands to, to care for and to instruct and to help because Jesus needed to feel that as a, as a man. He needed to feel the love of a mother. I think that's why he especially cared about their feelings, about the woman whose son was in the casket. His heart was broken for her compassion. And I want to encourage you that as you pray and as you reach the throne of God for your children, that there is a miracle in your future. There is a miracle there not to leave those kids to the side of the bank. Not to say, oh, well, I guess the devil just got them and that's the way it is because it isn't the way it is. God put you in their life to intercede and to care and know that he looks at your heart and he loves you and he's moved with compassion to answer your prayer on their behalf. You know, there's lots and lots of things in the world that you would think they'd never work out. But even in spite of, of our miserable failures, God uses us in, in mighty ways. The devil can't blame you enough. He can't condemn you enough. He can't accuse you enough before the throne of God to cut off your, your heart and your passion for your kids before the Lord. He, can't, he cannot uh, accuse you enough. Why? Because God, that's the reason Jesus came, to shed his blood and to pay for all of that. Pay for it. There was uh, one lady in the uh, scriptures who, who went and did wrong. And uh, they brought her to Jesus. They brought her and said, now what do you, you know, the law says that she should be stoned. But, but here in the midst of this, Jesus said nothing. He, you know, he just started writing in the sand. He didn't even accuse her. He just started writing in the sand. And then they said, well, you know, what to do, what to do. And finally he answered and said, which one of you, are guiltless, have never done anything wrong, then you be the one to cast the first stone. There wasn't anyone who could do it except him. And it was his passion that turned all of them. Which one? I, there was probably, there was probably uh, all kinds of situations in the past where the enemy had come and tempted, tempted them. You know, in every case, Everyone is guilty. Not one has been perfect. Not one. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So by faith, we stand for our children 
our children's children, and we thank God for parents that stood for us in our time of, of horrible decisions to take us before the throne of God. I want to encourage you that God desires for us to stand on their behalf. Jesus' compassion for women was continual and, and still today is continuing. He loves, he loves a mother in her prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just praise you. And I thank you right now for the transformation that you're bringing us out of and into. Father, just as a butterfly comes out of a cocoon and transforms into a beautiful butterfly, and Lord, it flaps its wings as the sun dries it from the moisture in the cocoon. Father, I pray that you anoint your women today, the mothers, I pray that you anoint them and let them flap their wings because the prayers of the mothers are changing the nation. And I pray that right now, God, that you give us the strength to step up in mighty and faith and mighty in power to do the work that you have called us to do. You know, the transformation that's happening in all of us is happening because of the things that we're going through in the world right now. Uh, the enemy wants to bring fear. He wants to cause us to uh, tremble and shake. Uh, there is uh, a move of God right now getting things ready. You know, what else? could have brought us to the place to where we turned off the TV. You get, you get sick of the news and all the bickering and all the fighting. You, get, you just get sick of just about anything. It's like oh, overdone in every level. And the peace of God, which surpasses the understanding, can just come in and, and give you rest right in the middle of all this. And yet the enemy wants to sow fear, great fear. And it, it's worked in a lot of cases because people are, are so afraid and they've got uh, statutes and rulings in place that want to take away our freedoms. And, and I mean, it's really that kind of deal. And if they uh, come after us, it's, uh, you know, our... Television, spread the news fast, you know. Oh, no, you don't do this, you don't do that. Because if you do, well, God wants us to overcome all that. He wants us to be the one with authority. He wants us to say the way that it's going to be in the kingdom of God, that God is the great physician. It's not the physicians of this world. It's not their answers because God has all the gold and all the silver. So we're not losing it. My source has still got his pockets full. My source still has healing in his hand. 
My source still has power and authority over all the works of the enemy. My source is your source. And you know there was time in my life when there was things that I needed and I decided to try God because if I went and tell someone they'll give me something and then they feel sorry for me and I feel even less and less. But when I started just telling God and nobody knew about it, and then God would meet the need. Did my faith grow in God? Did it ever? Powerful faith in God. I know where my provision comes from. I know that he's able to save my kids. I know that he's able to come against all the works of the enemy. I know that he can save my household because he is full of provision and promises his storeroom in heaven is overloaded. I told my husband, I'm praying that that storeroom is opened up and that all of those things stacked to the ceiling and beyond are poured out on his people in this time because he cares for you and he wants to meet your need. So sometimes he has to cut off our sources in our avenues, and we come down to nothing so that we will call on him. But I have already tried and tested him, and he is faithful to do more than you even need. He is faithful to give you everything that you need in this life and the life to come. He will save our souls. And I just pray right now that God bless you and keep you, and I pray that he just encourages you every day as you read your word and that you go forth, gather your children around you, get rid of the People magazine, love them, tell them what they are in Jesus and how great and mighty that he is because he is their answer in everything, and he loves them. And I pray blessings on all mothers, and I give you uh, honor and glory today and know that you're mighty weapon in God's hands. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow, what a powerful word from Pastor Sharon. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I pray that this has blessed you and encouraged you as a woman. And don't forget, you are a mighty weapon in God's hands.